Here's a player we thought Miami wasn't recruiting in the transfer portal, but now the Canes are reportedly making contact. So is it game on for Traquan Fagans? You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Thank you to the everydayers who are here with us day in and day out. You guys saw a good one if you watched and listened to our interview with Judd Anderson, Miami Hurricanes 2024 commit. If you missed it, that is available. Uh, opening it up to Q&A on this episode, Ed, we'll start right out of the gates. A good one and a timely question from Paul, you, Paul, on our subtext group. He says, hey, Traquan Fagans, communication is picking up according to D-Money of Kane's Insight and Gabby Arudia from 24-7. He says, are we, are we recruiting him as a corner or a safety? So let me address those reports first. Um, earlier this week, it was conventional wisdom. I think this is something that Gabby was saying uh, over the weekend, earlier this week, that he had heard Miami wasn't reaching out to Alabama transfer defensive back Traquan Fagans. But uh, as of this morning, the lines of communication, according to Gabby and according to D Money, uh, the lines of communication are open. Uh, and, you know, Fagan's father did tweet out uh, earlier in the week that Miami is one of the teams that had reached out to his son. And it looks like that communication is continuing. I believe he's being recruited to play safety at Miami. I think that's the better fit for him. And I think that's the better fit for him within Lance Guidry's system. And safety is a definite depth need. OK, uh, now, Traquan Fagans, it's an interesting story how this could come full circle for Miami, because at one point in the class of 2022, he was committed to Miami before getting his offer from Alabama. He bounced and went there instead. Uh, former four star recruit coming out of high school, four star recruit in the class of 2022. Uh, he was the 14th ranked cornerback in that class. Now, the funny thing about Fagans is. I see a lot of people on social media and message boards like talking about how good of a player he is or no, he's no good. You should stay away from this guy. And I'm just wondering, how does anybody know? OK, so he didn't see the field last year at Alabama as a true freshman, but that's one of the deepest teams in the country. So he didn't see the field as a true freshman, which means he kept his red shirt. But since he didn't play last year, I don't know how people are making all these judgments about how good he is or about how good he might not be. Um, I can really only base my knowledge of Traquan Fagans to what he did in high school, where he was very successful. And hey, the good thing about him not playing at Alabama last year is he's got all four years of eligibility because he used his red shirt last season. So you know, a lot of times when you talk about potentially bringing players in the portal, you're talking about, oh, does this guy have one year, two years of eligibility left? If you can get a guy like Fagans, he's got the full gamut of eligibility left to go. And another part of this, if you're playing the long game, and Miami often does play that long game, his younger brother, Anquan, is a stud safety five-star for the class of 2025. So I'm sure Miami is going to want to recruit the brother 
And, you know, you look at all the siblings that Miami has on the roster right now. That's been a pretty good thing with the Maui Goas and, and the Browns. And you got the Washington Twins to come in together. So the sibling thing has worked for Miami. I mean, Jose Borigales and Andy, they didn't play together, but you had the older brother first and the younger brother a kicker. So Miami does like to play that long game. So you have to watch out there. So I look at options in the transfer portal for the Hurricanes in the defensive backfield. If Miami can land Jaden Davis from Oklahoma, who is a player with a lot of potential, didn't necessarily show a lot of that on the field at OU last year, but I do think Jaden Davis has potential to be a very good player. Uh, he could come in, probably play nickel or play outside corner. Uh, he just visited earlier this week, had a pretty good visit. He's going to go through the process, but I think Miami's got a decent shot to land Jaden Davis, who's a former St. Thomas Aquinas player. If you could land him to play nickel or corner, and if you could land Fagans to play safety, that could really do a lot of good for Miami's depth in the defensive backfield, right? Because you could then, Fagans, if he does come, and I'm not guaranteeing that, obviously, but if you could have a safety rotation with Cam Kinchins, James Williams, Markeith Williams, Traquan Fagans, all of a sudden your safety rotation looks pretty darn solid. Uh, but just because the communication is open again doesn't necessarily mean Miami is the favorite for him. Uh, apparently Fagans has locked in a visit with USC. So he's going to take a look at the Trojans. Now USC, from what I can tell, their defensive backfield seems a tad deeper than Miami's on paper. So that might work in Miami's favor. At the end of the day, he might see maybe more opportunities to get on the field at Miami than he would with the Trojans. But, you know, we'll see how that all plays out. But it is, it is nice to know that a player that we thought earlier this week, he's in the portal, but Miami's not really interested. Apparently, Miami is interested now. So we'll see if anything develops with Traquan Fagans. We get a question from our guy Chalupa Batman, who says, hey, Mario surprised the country a bit last year, landing the two five-star tackles. Who do you see being the big splash recruits this year? JoJo Trader excluded, he says. Well, first thing, Chalupa, I mean, why are you excluding JoJo Trader? That's a five-star, and it's he's not a lock. I do think Miami is probably favored for JoJo Trader, but Florida State is very much in the mix. In fact, some people who I respect think Florida State might even have an edge over Miami right now with JoJo Trader, the five-star receiver from Chaminade. So his recruitment is going to continue. I don't expect Trader to announce uh, even this summer. I think he'll probably go into the fall before he makes an announcement, which could work in Miami's favor because a lot of the top wide receivers out there, they're going to wait on Miami just to see if the Hurricanes look competent on offense this year. Last year, they didn't. But this year, if you see that passing game opening up, some of these receivers who are on the fence are going to say, okay, I'm seeing something I like there. Tyler Van Dyke is slinging it. That Shannon Dawson offense looks fun to play in. I like Miami, but a lot of these guys have reservations. Now, thankfully, Chance Robinson can be you know, a pioneer because he was willing to step in. He's got that great relationship with Kevin Beard, and Chance said, you know what? I like Miami. I'm going to lock it in early. A lot of the other guys are going to wait a little bit longer. So uh, I definitely uh, – I'm not sure why you excluded – Jojo Trader. But outside of that, I see a lot of potential for Miami to grab big names at the line of scrimmage. The way that last year it was all about Miami making the splashes on the offensive line with two five stars, it could be the year of the D line for Miami in the class of 2024. 
I could definitely see Miami landing, probably not both, but one of five-star Justin Scott or five-star David Stone at defensive tackle. Um, with both of them, you need to beat out the competition. I don't think Miami is favored at this time for either of them. You've got to beat out Notre Dame for Scott, who's a Chicago kid. You've got to beat out Oklahoma for Stone, who's from Oklahoma. He plays at IMG Academy, but he's an Oklahoma native. Um, I could also see potential for Miami to grab someone like five-star offensive tackle Brandon Baker, who's another candidate to be a big splash guy if Miami can get him uh, for Brandon Baker. And, of course, we know Cristobal and Mirabal, they do a great job recruiting O-linemen, and I think this is someone, he's a West Coast kid. I'm pretty sure they were recruiting him when they were at Oregon as well, so the history goes back pretty deep there. And the Canes are competing with the likes of Oregon, Georgia, Ohio State, and Michigan for Brandon Baker out of modern day. But I could see some of those names, a line of scrimmage guy, potential five stars who could be the big splashes in the class this year. Oh, we got a good question on the status of a couple of other transfer portal candidates, like what's going on with Xavier Henderson from Florida. Uh, we're asked when to expect some transfer portal commits because, hey, the transfer portal is, you know, it's been open for almost two weeks. What has it been now? Uh, about 12 days. The portal has been open. We haven't had any takers in this window. When can we expect the crystal, the crystal balls and the Dono balls to start dropping? We will get to that and more right here. Keep it locked. We're only getting started on a new episode of Locked on Canes. Oh, I'm only getting started with these built bars. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and the calories, you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built bars and built puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you, but you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? For starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. You can taste the difference. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream. Just had another cookies and cream puff this morning. I got to get those peanut butter puffs. They're on the way. I'm not sure how Built does it, but yeah, these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that, yeah, they're healthy. Only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to even wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com with our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off. You can still do that. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. Head to your nearest Walmart today. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and get a box and you can thank me later because I love me some Built Bars. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Huge shout out and thank you to the everydayers. I'm looking forward to wrapping up the week, hopefully with some good transfer portal uh, or recruiting news, or maybe both on tomorrow's episode. We always do it up big on the Friday episodes. And guys, we're here six, sometimes seven days a week, sometimes multiple episodes per day. We had two episodes with Judd Anderson being the nightcap yesterday. So thank you so much to the everydayers here who consume our content here on Locked on Canes. We get a question from Al, and Al is probably the biggest Built Bar fan on the planet. He says, hey, what's the status of that former Gators wide receiver? Uh, so he's talking about Xavier Henderson. I still favor Miami here. I think the Canes are ahead of the field on this one. 
He's got that Miami-Columbus connection, Cristobal, Mirabal, Alonzo Highsmith. Uh, I, I think Louisville is also trying to get Henderson, but I think Miami is ahead there. And yeah, I was hoping that Hendo, who was on campus earlier this week, I was hoping he would commit during or right after his Miami visit, but he's doing his due diligence. He's keeping his process very private and quiet. I think he'll be a cane once the dust settles. And another thing, folks, I brought up the name Alonzo Highsmith. He's also, um, I can't pinpoint one person who asked me about this because I think several people put this in my timeline. Uh, Barry Jackson from the Miami Herald dropped the blurb uh, that there is, he didn't say which team, but he said that there's an NFL team that is interested in hiring Alonzo Highsmith to be a VP or a GM um, uh, so that, that obviously worries some people because, Hey, you know, Alonso, he's been down at Miami for a very, very short time. What a little over a year since he took the job down here doing his thing, uh, GM of football operations at Miami doing a lot of work because he's got that scouting background. He's evaluating talent, transfer portal players, recruits. Um, it's my understanding Zoe not going anywhere. Okay. This is a lot like the Jason Taylor thing. You remember when Jason Taylor reportedly had interest from the Miami dolphins to snatch him off the hurricane staff. He ended up staying at Miami for a promotion. Now I don't think you can, I don't think there's a promotion to be had for Alonzo unless you make him the athletic director. I think Dan Radikovich is doing a fine job. So Alonzo already has a big time job at Miami. I don't think he's going anywhere. It's my understanding that Alonzo Highsmith is completely happy, completely secure. And he's, you know, he was in the NFL before, and he opted to leave the NFL to come to his alma mater. I don't think he's going to bounce right back. I think for the time being, he's very happy where he is. Get a good question here on our subtext chat. When should we expect transfer portal commitments? Once the portal closes? And should we expect any more of the current roster to jump into the portal before it closes in a few days? Yeah, we did have... Uh, uh, Ishmael, the uh, defensive end, hit the portal uh, shortly after the spring game. Uh, it's been very quiet for outgoings. We had the, the whole Tyler Van Dyke scare, but that ended up being nothing. He ended up staying at Miami, not going to Alabama. Um, the second part of your question, honestly, like I, I don't I don't I haven't heard too much buzz about any important players leaving. And I also don't like to speculate. So I think once we put the Van Dyke thing behind us, I'm I'm more worried about who's coming in than who's going out. But it is a valid question because Miami, I think, only has four open scholarships at this moment. So there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. You have to wonder, could anybody maybe be leaving to clear up some of those scholarships? Um, you know, you see what's going on in Colorado where they've got like 15 scholarship players left on the roster. There, nothing like that is happening at Miami right now. Uh, as far as when should we expect portal commitments, really? And I think the person who wrote the question understands this because they kind of put it in the question. But I want everyone to realize that even though the transfer portal is quote unquote closing after April 30th, that just means you can't enter it after April 30th. Once you're in the portal and you've decided to hit that portal and you finish your paperwork, you're free to decide where you're going to play essentially up until enrollment deadlines for fall classes at the schools that you're looking to enroll in. So you've got you've got time. Like once you hit the portal, you can take almost as long as you need to to make your decision. Um, still, I 
I, I think there's been enough momentum that I'm still expecting a portal commitment or two within the next couple few days. Um, I'd, I'd be surprised like if we come out of the weekend without someone committed. So I think there's going to be some stuff dropping soon. But I, I think um, I don't think Miami's going to be finished building through the portal maybe until May or June, because I think you might have certain players that are kind of hanging around who are going to make their decision a little bit late. That's the best way I can answer your question. This is a good question from Vaughn, who says, is the transfer portal for depth or for rebuilding immediately? If I'm looking at Miami, I think in Miami's case, it's for depth, right? There's no one size fits all, okay? There could be certain programs out there, like, uh, you know, an example, Tennessee got Hendon Hooker in the portal last year and, and look how good he was. Look at how he really made a difference. And he made the volunteers a contender last year. Um, you know, if, if there are teams out there that feel like, Hey, we're like one great quarterback away or one receiver away from being a national championship contender, that's a certain way to look at it. Miami's not in that situation. Like Miami is in, is in the process of uh, a culture overhaul and a full rebuild. So I think in Miami's case, the transfer portal is for depth and depth is important, right? Because when you're talking about, and yeah, certain players you bring in are going to be starters or compete to start Javion Cohen, Matt Lee, De uh, Devonte Brown, I believe are all probably starters on this team that you got in the portal. But I think the most important thing for me, if Miami wants to actually create sustainable depth and turn themselves into a national championship contender, the foundations of that, have to come from the more organic way of building a program, and that's from the ground up with high school recruiting. I believe the foundations of that have to come from that, but then at the same time, you know, you want to keep your quarterbacks healthy and their jerseys clean, so you need to, you know, you need to fill weaknesses on the offensive line. You know, the Hurricanes have had, you know, a pretty glaring weakness at defensive tackle. You need to add some depth there in the portal. So the portal to me for Miami, primarily for depth, but I think in certain situations, teams might use it more like free agency to immediately cement themselves as contenders. But honestly, I think for a program like Miami, I think the right way to use the portal is for depth and experience because you also could be adding players that add that veteran presence in the locker room. I don't think that's going to be like your shortcut there are no shortcuts in this game that's not going to be like your lottery ticket to becoming a national championship contender or anything like that this is kind of a related question from neo on twitter who says hey dono what can happen in the portal to make you act ridiculous and predict a 10 win season nothing i don't think there's anything i don't think there's anything miami is going to do in the portal that's going to be like oh 10 wins we're going crazy. We're going to be banging pots and pans down Ponce de Leon Boulevard. We're going nuts. I don't think there's anything like that. I would tell you something that would make me laugh very, very hard, and we would have a lot of fun with it on the show. Um, I think I, I can actually throw this rumor out there now because, you know, the moderator of the Florida State 24-7 site wrote about it yesterday, so they're kind of acknowledging now that this is a thing that actually is happening. This is one of the craziest rumors now reports that's been going on college football, uh, big three Twitter for the last couple of days. Have you guys heard that apparently Daryl Jackson, who just transferred from Miami to Florida State, is now thinking he wants to leave Florida State? That, um, you know, Josh Farmer, uh, who is in the transfer or 
going to be in the transfer portal. I think they're trying to convince him not to get into it. But Josh Farmer from Florida State's D-line has said he's hitting the portal. He and Jackson are really close, and apparently Jackson is now thinking, I don't want to be here in Florida State. And according to uh, Brendan Sinone uh, from the Florida State 24-7 site, Jackson might even be interested in trying to come right back to Miami. It's nuts because I'm pretty sure since he officially transferred to Florida State, if he were to come back to Miami, I think he would have to sit out a year. The waiver stuff is crazy because the NCAA is a lot more liberal with waivers than they used to be. But I'm pretty sure if he were to come back, he would have to sit out a year at Miami or wherever else he transferred. But if that were to happen, uh, we would have a lot of fun on the show with that, certainly. So that that would be one thing. But I don't I don't necessarily think there's a player that Miami can add that would make me think. 10 wins and I don't think I like Daryl Jackson a lot I don't, I don't think if you add him you're a 10 win team but you know that would be a situation I could have some fun with got uh got a couple of uh of questions about recruiting and there is a five-star defensive lineman who has scheduled an official visit with the University of Miami for the summer and someone is asking me a couple people couple of the more ridiculous questions I've seen. But this is what happens when you open up the mailbag. Crazy things happen right here on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Thank you so much to the everydayers who are with us six days, sometimes seven days a week on Locked on Canes. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you watch us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel and hit that like button on this episode. Get a question from Cosmo. He says, it seems like everyone is basing next year's success on our talent relative to last year. Why aren't we talking about the difference in success based off the coaching scheme and leadership improvements? He says, no guarantee, but this staff adds three wins to last year's team. Um, that's a little bit too soon for me, um, Cosmo. Um, I, while I'm, I'm a big fan of the coaching changes Miami made, I still... I don't want to make the same mistake I made last year when, you know, you went out and got a guy like Kevin Steele with the incredible experience he had. You go out and you get the Broyles award winner <laughs> to coordinate your offense. You know, you get uh, you get one of the, the best linebackers coaches that was available to you last year. And, you know, quarterbacks coach who I really liked and Frank Ponce and, and just it, it didn't it didn't work. There was no chemistry on the staff so I'd, I'd like to think that you add some hungrier younger up-and-coming guys with a little bit less egos right and I, I think Gidry's defense is going to be dynamite I think Shannon Dawson is going to bring refreshing changes to the offense and Kevin Beard that that's my dude he's one of my favorite assistant coaches in the country KB the wide receivers coach but you know, the staff didn't work last year despite having like the best staff money could buy and it didn't work last year. So I still I'm not going to get too crazy about this year's staff until I see it a little bit next season because they've got to they've got to actually develop that chemistry. But I do think they can make a difference. I usually default to the talent making the difference because that that just tends to be the difference in college football that. You know, when teams like Georgia and Ohio State and Alabama and Clemson are winning national championships, yeah, they all have, you know, really rad coaches, but, you know, they've also got all that just crazy talent and depth. So I understand what you're saying. I'm cautiously optimistic about this coaching staff. I hope they can make the kind of difference that you described there. 
We get a question from Marla who says, for your listeners, are there any nice single men that care to chat about the Canes via DM? How about that? (laughs) Are we becoming locked on love connection? Slide into those DMs, gentlemen. Talk some Canes football. We get a question from Yutang Clan who asks, hey, what's the best method for preparing potatoes? Fries, mashed, tots, etc.? I'm a huge for me. It's it is fries. Um, I'm a huge fan specifically of seasoned curly fries. Like I like the uh, the Flanagan's. I guess those aren't even seasoned, but I love the Flanagan's curly fries. Just freaking dynamite. I love those. Uh, I'm also I'm also a fan of the waffle fry because they're good for dipping because they're very wide. Like you dip them in like a buffalo ranch and there's a lot of surface area kind of gets into the little cracks in there. Huge fan of that. Um, this is going to be a hot take, but I think mashed potatoes are overrated. Just I, there's better forms of potato. I'll take a baked potato. I'll take au gratin potato, roasted potato, fries. Of course, there's a lot of different forms of potato that I would choose before a mashed potato. Tots I would prefer over a mashed potato. So I hope that answers your question. Um, so something that came out of, uh, last night's show, I hope you guys have had a chance to listen to this or watch it. It was so great on our most recent episode, talking with Miami hurricanes quarterback commit Judd Anderson in the class of 2024, please, uh, it, probably even better if you watch the YouTube version of it. So you can see him, he's on screen with me. You can tell this young man has the maturity and the determination to lead. He prides himself as a leader. I love how much pride Judd has taken in recruiting others, right? He wants to be the ambassador for the class of 2024. He wants to be the lead recruiter for the class of 2024. And, you know, a couple details that Judd Anderson dropped on me, which I think are important to note heading into next year. He told me he does plan to enroll early at Miami next year, meaning he'll get on campus January 2024. He's going to go through the full off-season conditioning program. He's going to go through spring football the way that Emory Williams just did, which gives you a big advantage getting there early. And uh, another thing he dropped on me was, while most of the recruiting services you go to, they list Judd at six foot six. He did tell me he's six foot seven now. So freaking skyscraper. <laughs> His kid keeps growing. He, maybe he'll be six eight by the time he gets on campus. It's crazy. So I encourage you to check out that really fun, awesome interview we had with Judd Anderson. Uh, Here's uh, an interesting nugget. This is per Inside the U. I love to see this. I love to hear this. Five-star defensive lineman Kamarian Franklin has set a June official visit to Miami. So he's going to be visiting, I think it's June 2nd through the 4th, he's going to be on campus. He said, quote, I've been to Miami twice and visited, and they placed themselves with the schools that are standing out in my recruitment, he said. Uh, And so far, the only other official visit he scheduled, he may end up doing all five, which is fine. His right to do that. The only other official visit he scheduled to this point is to Tennessee. So Tennessee and Miami are the only schools so far that are set for official visits with five-star defensive linemen, 265 pounds, Kamarian Franklin, or Kamarian Franklin, I think is the right way to say that. So Hopefully there's more buzz on him in the near future. I mentioned it'd be awesome if you guys can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Let me read some of the newest ones. We get a five-star review from Ballhead52. Guess he's a big fan of football, baseball, basketball. Ballhead, he goes by. 
He says, Alex's passion and insight for the University of Miami is infectious. He says, the Locked on Canes podcast is part of my daily schedule. No matter how busy I get, I always carve out some time for Locked on Canes. Well, thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> and he says, I love me some Locked on Canes. And I love me some Built Bars. Uh, we get a five-star review from the Stradas, the Stradas, or these Tradas. I, when I try to read these screen names, I always butcher them. I'm so sorry. But whoever this is, uh, he says, love getting daily updates on all things Canes, knowledgeable and logical. We get one from Texas Kane 85, five-star review. This is Alex does a great job delivering awesome updates on Canes football. Mario and the players are building something special down at the 305. I'm hoping to make my way to the Miami versus AM game this year. So he's from Texas. So he wants to come down here for that game. That'd be a lot of fun if you can get down here for that. Uh, Lyrics Major says, amazing listen. I listened to them all, but Dono knows how to deliver a great show. Thank you. Uh, S.E. Johnson says, oh, I think I may have read this one last time, but he, I'll read it again because it's a five-star review. I want to hear it again. Uh, great show, great content, great guests. I look forward every day to the next show. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, kick... ODCP says best UM football podcast. Welcome to the U. Appreciate you guys for dropping the five star reviews. And another way, uh, dropping those reviews is a great way to support the show. Another great way to support the show is joining our subtext SMS chat community. You get text updates right to your phone from me. I write them all myself, by the way. I don't, I don't have like a, a social media intern or anything. I write all the I write all of the subtext updates myself. Uh, you can get updated on breaking news in recruiting. Uh, you know, obviously when practices are going on, you're going to get news and, and updates on that because I go to pretty much all the practices that are open to the media. And sometimes you just get thoughts on Canes football and sometimes Canes hoops and baseball from me as well. So if you want to join our subtext chat community, you can sign up completely free for the first 14 days and then it's 4.99 a month after that if you opt in but 14 days completely free you have nothing to lose and i also do one-on-ones with you guys as well because when you text on the subtext comes right to my phone we can chat on there i'm going to include the link in the show description below to join our subtext sms community and we'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of locked on canes we'll talk a little bit tomorrow by the way do want to mention this for the everydayers I do want to talk tomorrow because I don't think either are going to get drafted tonight in round one, but I want to talk about Tyreek Stevenson and Will Mallory because they're both possible day two guys, if not day two, day three. Uh, I think Tyreek will probably be a day two guy. Uh, so we will talk about the Hurricanes draft eligible players tomorrow right here on Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.